Welcome to the Commission Breadth Podcast, a mortgage professional's complete guide on how to successfully scale their business and not fall into the trap of commission breadth. And now your hosts, Brandon Love and Tom Moffat. All right, everyone, welcome to episode five. We are here, if you're watching this on video, in the flesh together. We booked an Airbnb today. We're sitting on a horse farm with a lightning storm in the background. Super cute. Super cute. Super bougie. We're having a couple pops. We're doing a deep dive into our business. And today we are going to talk about collaboration versus competition and why I don't really agree with that statement and what I think instead. I think we have a bit of a different opinion on it. I mean, I think we align with a lot of things in relation to collaboration and competition. But with that being said, I know the industry right now is so heavy on collaboration and we both agree on that. So let's put that out there first and foremost. We love collaboration. That's why we're here in this Airbnb because both of us are collaborating and sharing everything in terms of our business because we know it's worked for us in the past. So that's why we're here. This is like a quarterly mastermind that we're going to start doing. So with that being said, you are very heavy in the competition and I do agree with most of it. And that's why it works for us because we do compete against each other. So that's really what we're going to touch on today. The difference between the two and why we think both are a must in our industry. Yeah, for sure. So I'm the youngest of seven. So that inherently makes me very competitive. I think that a lot of what goes on with collaboration is super important. Like Tom and I share virtually everything in our business. There's quite a group of us within the company that share everything with each other. So we feed off those ideas. That said, the two of us are also super competitive with one another to the point where we will check in and be like, hey, how many files have you funded? What's your volume? Where are you at? And we've done that from before you even joined the brokerage and when we were at other places. And like, I find it's very motivating. I'm always like, shit, I don't want to fall behind Tom, have Tom pass me. Or you'll say, hey, I did this and I got X amount of leads. I'm like, crap, I'm going to do that as well, which is a collaboration piece. But then I'm going to add this extra layer because I'm competitive, which then only fuels the collaboration. Yeah, exactly, man. I remember when you first joined the industry as like, all right, let's see how this goes. And your first year, you just fucking crushed it. And I'm like, dude, I got to get like get going on this because I don't want this guy passing me right now. And it's that healthy competition. Like you're my good buddy. Like I, of course, want to see you succeed. But at the same time, I want to be competitive. And I think that's what people have to keep in mind is that you do need to have that drive and still have that collaboration. And I think we can maybe really give some examples on both in terms of like going super granular and giving examples of like, one, collaboration, what are we doing to collaborate with each other? And two, what are we doing to compete with each other? So really right now at this Airbnb, what we're doing is we're breaking everything down in terms of like different processes in our business. So we're going over lead gen, client journey, database marketing, even like tech, what we're using for tech. And we're just doing a whole overview of our business And it kind of ties into that like halfway point of the year. And it really falls into that last episode that we just did. So what we're doing is we're reviewing everything, taking away the best ideas from what has done well for both of our businesses. And that's where we're at today is we're starting with what, Lead Gen? Yeah, we've got a long list of things we're going to go over. So we've left 
the wife and kids at home for each of us. We've got this romantic retreat. We're going to dive into these topics. And I think a Did big you mention the hot tub? <laughs> so a big piece of it is just saying, okay, where can we share expenses? Where do we have duplication where it doesn't make sense? And collaborating on those pieces. But then also to say, okay, if both Tom and I are testing this strategy, we're split testing through different beings, different markets, different entities that way. And then let's share the results. And that's the competition piece. So can we create a webinar together that I generate five times more leads than Tom from? Obviously, Tom's going to say, okay, what did you do differently? Or how are you pumping it out there? And that's the competition piece that edges things further, which I think a lot of people are missing. There's a lot of sharing of strategy, but there's not a lot of sharing of results. And if you look at anything like the fastest runner, the man on the moon, like that's a result of Russia competing with US, like different things, all this productivity and results get driven from there being an element of competition. The goal is the same. We all want to have thriving businesses that support our family and grow our bottom line, but we need to have someone to pace yourself with. So have those people you collaborate with, but also have that person who's willing to say, hey, you know what? I'm at 15 million this year. What are you at? Oh, I'm at 19. How are you at 19? And you share those little things you did there so that that person is now at 19. Maybe they share something with you that pushes you to 21. So it's a beautiful relationship that way. That's exactly it. And to really touch on that webinar piece is that's something we did earlier on this year is. We're like, okay, what are we using for webinar software? Let's compare because we were using two different platforms. So then we looked over that and we're like, okay, which one do you think we should proceed with? Because what we did is we just used one platform after and shared the expense. So we're cutting the cost in half and we were able to still use our own branding, our own emails, like everything was still the same, only we're housed under one account, which was great. So you're splitting the cost in half. And then on top of that, we were also seeing what each other are doing. So then like maybe I'll create the presentation. Maybe you'll create the email marketing that we're going to do to have that set off for anyone that signs up. So one person is taking care of one piece versus the other guys doing the other piece, which you're cutting their workload in half, which creates a, a higher output of you getting things out there faster and it just snowballs from there. For sure. And we paced ourselves accordingly because it's like i don't want to feel that tom is contributing too much to this project versus me and vice versa so we were both really aggressive in what we were bringing to the table and it was like an internal competition to see who was driving the project that much further but as a result we're in july we're seven months into the year we started this in january we've accomplished some really big projects reflecting on we realize we're a result of a combination of both collaboration and competition collaboration on its own wouldn't be enough because there had to be that driving force to fuel the machine yeah and i think like for anyone listening that's thinking of doing something like this obviously we both highly recommend doing it but where do you start and i think for yourself like if you're listening to this and you're like hey i need to find someone that i align with i think that's your first start like Find someone that you, A, get along with, B, might be your friend, or maybe just someone that you've kind of hit the ground running in like different trainings or different programs that you've been in in the industry and reach out to them. Say, hey, do you want to be my accountability partner? Do you want to partner up on this, this, or this? And make sure they're at the same point in your business too. Like if you're, say, a 100 mil producer, 
and this other person is like a 20 mil producer, it's not the same thing because that 100 mil producer is running a full, like maybe two or three staffings, right? Versus the 20 mil producer might be one or two staffings. So it's a different structure and you might not be in the same position in the business. So I agree and I disagree with you to that point. I think that you shouldn't pace yourself with someone who's at the same level as you to a degree. I think you should find someone who's a year ahead of you. Like when I joined the industry, you were a year ahead of me. And that was like, okay, how can I catch up to Tom as quickly as possible was the competitive piece to it. And like the same thing, like I started playing tennis this year. I don't play tennis with people who are in my lesson. I go and I sub in the league and I get my ass kicked week after week. But I've gotten so much better because of the element of playing with people who are better than me because they're going to do things that are like, oh, that's so much more effective. And you're watching the results also shows you that it is possible. So you look at like, I don't know the exact speed, maybe it's the three minute mile or something like that. The first guy to break through that, like after that, everyone hit that time. And now it's like super common, but people believe it was impossible to do this. So having someone who's that little bit ahead of you drives you that much further. I think there's a strong preference for people to be like, okay, so-and-so joined the same day as me. We're one year in and I feel great because I'm two files further than them. It's like, yeah, sure. There's someone else there crushing at like 150 files this year. Why don't you look at what they're doing for their business? Because even if they have a full team, shows you how to grow the team. If they have things they put into place, copy it who cares and grow that way i think the hard part to that would be what would be the incentive for that 100 mil producer to partner up with that 20 mil producer sure but it doesn't have to be 20 to 100 like you could go 15 to 20 that's 50 oh yeah that's 50 that's very yeah like if you're like going off of that like sure like you're in the same league in my opinion and i would rather partner up with someone that is doing slightly better than me in terms of like production and then if we're talking straight volume well, there's an argument to be said, if you're in a smaller market and you're doing more transactions, in my opinion, I think you're doing a bit more successful in the business versus someone that's doing less transactions, higher volume. 100%. Might be smarter going into a higher mortgage volume market versus a smaller one, but you figure something out. If you're doing a shit ton of transactions, then you've definitely, yeah, you figure something out. For sure. I think that's a good point to make. Like, And also a good place to look is if you find someone, let's say, in like northern Ontario, we're in Ontario, so this comes to mind. Mortgage size is smaller, but you might get more actual transactions. So let's say they're closing 75 files, but total volume X million. And you're in the GTA, that would be a good person to partner with. You're going to be similar in terms of your ad spend or your marketing dollars or whatever it might be that you're sharing commonalities there, but they are so much of a better client communicator like they're doing so many things that you're not that if you apply that to your market you're gonna have yeah that's a great point man because like it's not always just about the volume and the transactions you're doing like there's so many different components that go into that and for me i'd rather just have like a general sense like i can tell like if that person is going to succeed in the business like i have a good feeling of certain people and i'd rather align with someone that i just have that gut instinct like yeah that person is going to do well for sure and i think another piece <laughs> is it doesn't have to be one person like obviously yeah. we have this connection here but we also have our buddy kyle he's underwriter for another broker and we share a lot that way communication wise that we're kind of pacing with him as well and 
you could different, have different strong suits. Too. Exactly. You could have three to four people that you're like, hey, this is kind of my subgroup. We share number of files. We share what we're working on, tips and tricks that way. And collaborating but also use them as someone to pace with like if someone jumps on your weekly group chat or your call whatever it might be and says hey like i just did five realtor presentations i just followed up with all my clients all my variable clients from the last two years you're gonna be like shit okay they're really moving and that should get you moving and that's the yeah. competitive piece versus like you know hooray for you <laughs> good job you, everyone gets a gold medal yeah fuck yeah. that like go go try to beat them Beating them is going to be better for yourself, obviously, but it's actually going to be better for them because it's going to push them to beat you, hopefully. Yeah. And and the cycle is just great for everyone going forward. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you got to have a mix of both. You got to have that collaboration. Of course, we're all for it. Let's just hammer that down and get and you know just beat that like a dead horse here. <laughs> Had a couple of drinks. <laughs> we're sitting on a horse farm and talking about dead horses. Yeah. Ironic, right? And, you know, have that competition too. It's certainly healthy to have both. So I think we've really dialed that in. Brandon, maybe we can transition to what we're doing here. I mean, like we've mentioned at the beginning of the episode here, we're masterminding and we're really collaborating with each other. So what's something that you are really looking forward to tonight as we go through everything? Like what's something that you're hoping to get out of this? Yeah, I think one thing that is pretty clear to me is that you're a great process guy you have a lot of systems in place and i am happy to pick up the phone and call people and yeah and drive files that way when the files in my pipeline i'm on it but like the background process and systems and staffing and stuff like that you have dialed in i don't have that piece dialed in it's been kind of something i tried to implement but my system didn't jive with everyone so going forward it's something i need to work on recognizing the flaw in myself to try to control too much there. So to take some of the things you've implemented and steps there and apply them to my business. Awesome. Probably say I'm the same way. Like when I think of you, I think you're really good at sales, especially with your discovery call. You've got that dialed in. So I'm really looking forward to touching on that and seeing what you're doing there. And also with your follow-up system, like we touched on this last episode, but it really seems like you have your follow-up system with everything when it comes to leads talking to your realtors about it, having that in place, like I really want to take that away from it because I know that's what I'm lacking in in my business is really that follow-up system after a couple of touches here and there for those clients. For sure. And I think that's another important piece to dive in on is just to say, where am I weak? And don't be too proud to say that you're weak at something. Oh yeah. I think that a lot of opportunities are missed because people are like, I don't want to admit that I suck at something. I suck at a lot of things. Yeah. But recognizing the suck is really good. That's a start, man. It's a start. It's a start to yeah. fixing it. And also seeing someone else exceed in something else, go to that person and say, hey, you're amazing at this. How are you doing it? I like most people are happy to share. I think there's this idea yeah. that like everyone's competing in this space. Yes and no. I don't think there's a lot of like that. But I think that a lot of people are more than happy, especially if you're in a market that's like, you know, there's people listening to this who are in the States or who are out West. Why not reach out to yeah, Tom yeah, and I in Ontario? It. There's no risk to you losing. Actually, that picture. being said though, so here's a scenario. You're in a small town market, maybe a population of 20 to 30,000. Would you share every single idea and strategy that you have in your business? If you know that broker is in that same market? No, I wouldn't. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, that's, that's I agree. That's, that's a competition. <laughs> that's piece. a competition. Yeah. You gotta be it's a business at the end of the day. Like yeah. McDonald's isn't sharing their marketing strategy with Wendy's and saying, Oh, we're gonna do this and try to yeah. like you're competing. There's that, there's you have to have a there. balance. And it's a fine line, but if I'm in a market of twenty to thirty thousand people, why not find another market twenty to thirty thousand yeah, people that's exactly ten hours away and see what that person's doing? Because yeah. for all you know, they're banging out a 150 files a year and they're living in a great life with that being said though i know like any information you put out there there's probably like let's call it 10 percent of people listening will actually apply it so there's that aspect to it too that i always think of like i love sharing i'm happy doing it top of that like i know only 10 percent of people are going to apply it so for sure that's like any coaching any training anything like that anything anyone who hears it not everyone's going to do it or people will do portions of it that fit their system. So that's like anything. Touching on that point too, we have added a realtor course in the show notes. It should be there. should be there uh, through this episode. Through our company that Tom and I own together, Leadvine. So if you want to grow your realtor business, that's a good place to start there. Yeah, maybe ten percent of you will do it. <laughs> so we'll, maybe we'll be the, one of the ten, like be included in that ten percent. That's yeah. our ask for you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, share your results so that we can compete against them. Absolutely, man. So if uh, again, if you want to get like literally everything from A to Z for realtors, if you want to build your business on referrals, I mean that is low hanging fruit. There, the course covers everything. So highly recommend you check it out. Show notes. Go to our Instagram. Look at our link tree. The downloadable link is right there. Reach out to us and we will provide access to you for that course. And for our Canadian listeners, A to Z, it is there. Gotta correct you there, man. That's what did I say, Z? It said Z and I've had this debate in my household. I usually I, say Z, so that's really weird. Maybe a couple of drinks in me, I say Z. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's all there. The resources are there. Okay, so going forward, obviously find people, find your tribe to collaborate with. But find those people to push you to become a better version of yourself personally, but also a better broker slash agent so that your business can thrive as a result. Thrive with collaboration and competition. Yeah, not collaboration over competition. It's an end. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production. 